Central, Soul Sausage TV, and YouTube. Tickets and packages, showtimes, and information are all at oaklandunicorn.com. Sponsored by Soul Sausage, Retisk Electronics, and True Healing Collective. Grand opening weekend, August 6th through 9th, featuring Kabir Singh and Xander Beltran. Tickets on sale now at oaklandunicorn.com. That's oaklandunicorn.com. A seamless transition from a commercial into a show. Hey, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. It's time for the happy hour. The happiest two hours of comedy that comedy in wherever. Yay. All right. Uh, hey, it's an open mic from 6 to 7, and it gets to be dirty. People can fuck swear all they want and say ridiculous things about their penises. And then at 7 o'clock, we have outdoor comedy. It's going to be clean. People don't gather. They socially distance themselves outside, and we put some the PA outside, and, and we tell jokes. Clean jokes. It's going to be fun. I got new stuff. I got new stuff this week that's clean. All I can think is clean now. All my jokes are coming out clean because I know that my my big week, weekly venue has to be clean. So I've been doing that. Uh, but we're going to be right here with comedy. Uh, I am hustling my butt off to keep Mutiny Radio alive. So tonight we have pork sandwiches. I, I gleaned some fennel from... From the world here in San Francisco, I got fennel pollen, and I fought some bees, and then I crusted a pork loin and cooked it over some apples and thinly sliced it, and then I took those apples and made them into, like, applesauce, savory, and I mixed it all around so it's stale moist. And then I made a carrot, apple, habanero, onion, red onion slaw, and I wrapped it up in a tortilla like a wrap. And so I'm hustling those for five bucks a piece. Buy a sandwich. They should be delicious. I actually haven't, I mean, I ate some of the pork last night and I was like, this is good, but because I have no sense of taste or smell, I'm sort of guessing. So, sort of a crapshoot. It's good selling point, I know. No sense of taste. The chef with no sense of taste or smell. It makes no sense. Ha 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 ha, because I'm missing a sense, <laughs> get it? Oh, goodness. Uh, who wants to go, is Zeke, is Zeke outside? Zeke signed up first, and I told him it was 6 o'clock. He is, he's wearing a mask. He has blonde hair. Or you can go up first. Is it Zeke? Hey, everybody. Put your, put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. It's his first time here. Be excited, everybody. It's Zeke. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is uh, really cool that this is still going on right now. It's uh, it's great to see all the smiling uh, faces. I can't tell if anyone's smiling. Your bottom half of your head is covered. Uh, I'm a uh, I'm from uh, Alabama originally. If you know anything about Alabama. You know that football is probably the only thing that people care more about than almost electing a pedophile. Um, that's a good joke. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, sports in general were a really big deal in my family. Uh, my older sister was actually a professional athlete. Uh, she played baseball all through high school um, on the men's baseball team. Uh, she was a starting pitcher on, uh, for a championship team for a couple of years. She got a full ride uh, through college to Oklahoma. Um, and then my, I uh, don't know what happened, that gene uh, skipped a couple <laughs> generations because <laughs> uh, my older brother and I are both complete spazzes. Uh, my older brother, again, still lives in Alabama. Um, really smart guy. I'm really close with him. Uh, he's a lawyer. He's a Democrat, which is nice and kind of a unicorn around there. And uh, I'm very close with him. He's not an athlete at all. Uh, he told me once that his favorite part of Little League Baseball was getting pizza after. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I wasn't much different. I was, I was, I was worse, in fact. Um, I was completely uninterested in sports and where I came from and in my family, there wasn't really a good other thing to be. So that's probably why my parents kind of forced me into playing uh, Pop Warner football when I was in the first grade. Um, and I know most people listening to this can't see me, but I do not look like a person that plays football. Um, so the year was uh, 2001. Uh, I was six, and I was out on the field slamming my giant six-year-old head into the heads of other small children. Uh, but the thing is, I was actually too big to play football, if you can believe it. Uh, it was a 75-pound team, and I was much taller and fatter than all the other kids. Uh, so I wasn't actually allowed to play <laughs> at all. Um, I was a... Uh, uh, for some reason, I was allowed to go to practice. So my dad wouldn't really let me quit playing football, but I had to go to practice every, every, every week, and I didn't actually get to play in any of the games. Um, so uh, the reason was is I was, all, I was always over the 75-pound weight limit for the team. So uh, before every game, they would have all the kids from both teams line up and go into this room that was next to the concession stand. Uh, most of the kids could get on the, on the scale Full pads, helmet, the whole nine yards. They weigh like 60 pounds. They get slapped on the butt and told to go on, uh, go on with the game. They would put me last in line and make me strip down to my underwear and get on the scale. And I was still too heavy to play a single game. So this is the, this is the situation. The I was on the team. I never played a single down. The, the school, the, the team went like won the first grade championship and I did not contribute at all. I had nothing to do with it. I was, I bi I was a bystander to history, as it were. No, you were the heavy end of not playing. I was on that, yeah, sure. That's one way, that's a generous way of looking at it. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So uh, is anyone, uh, by a round of applause, I guess, is anyone here raised by a boomer? Like raised by, raised by a baby boomer? I guess so. When, uh, when were your parents born near about? Um, I would say that my um, parents, no, no, they're too young. They're too young? Okay. They're too young. 56? Okay. My dad was born, so my dad had me when he was pretty old. My dad was born in, I'm 25. My dad was born in 47. So, and my mom was born in like 60. So, so there's a little, little bit of an age difference. My, uh, I, I feel like boomer parents are just kind of like, 
they're kind of, they're a little bit kind of just dingbats just across the board. Like when I was a kid, I used to get in trouble all the time for like losing or breaking my cell phone. And my mom called me the other day to tell me that she lost the headphones that I got her for her birthday. And then she texted me earlier today to let me know that she found them in the dryer. And it's kind of like you, if this, if the, you know, how the turntables, you know, if this was, if she was on the other foot and I was still living at home, I would have gotten grounded for that. Um, what's okay. <laughs> One minute. Okay. So yeah, I haven't done stand up in a long time. Uh, I How long was it? Uh, my first time was uh, when I was about 18, and uh, that did not go. I don't know how old you are. I'm 25 now, so it was long. It was about about seven years ago. Uh, I did it for the first time at this club in my hometown in, in Birmingham, and right. it went over like a lead balloon because I was 18 years old. And nothing had ever happened to me, so I had nothing to talk about. Yeah. It was just like what'd you, I. What did you do? What'd you say? I I think I had a joke about uh, being, uh, just about being generally awkward, and uh, wearing a jacket everywhere I went because I was just insecure about how I looked without it, and uh, the people didn't get it. Did you have a jacket? I did, I did, and but the thing about it is it was Alabama in August. So it was a completely unnecessary uh, part of my of my of my thing. It was a sight gag. Did not it did not, it went about as well uh, then as it is going right now. So there's that. Was it the same jacket? It was not. <laughs> well, okay then. Uh, <laughs> was it the same jacket? It was not. Okay, well, that, hey, that's something. Uh, anyway, my name is Zeke Ketchum. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm going to try this again. Ketchum? Ketchum. It, it really is. I've, I've never heard that one before. Everybody, Zeke Ketchum! Yay! Zeke Ketchum! And there's a donate bucket up at the top by the stage, or you can always Venmo us uh, at Mutiny Radio, all one word, lowercase, uh, because we're trying to keep the doors open, and every dollar counts. It really does. So, yay. But thanks for being here. This is the happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy. Uh, people have texted me and said, oh, we're on our way. I'm like, okay. I know the bridge is difficult. Uh, hey, your next comedian, she said that she has a bunch of new material this week. Clap your hands together. It's Rachel Pinson. Did you say it was uh, your sibling that was only in football for the pizza was his favorite part? Was that? Uh, I... I have lesbian parents, and you know how, like, if you have, like, a jock daddy makes you join football, where they're like, you have to do softball, obviously. And I'm like, man, so not into it. My favorite part uh, was the free bubble gum, and I got really good. Like, I'm really good at blowing bubbles. Like, I sucked at softball, but with two pieces of double bubble, I could blow a bubble bigger than my head, and that is my only softball accomplishment. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. 
Uh, I went to art school, so I don't see people, only color. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, purple. I love purple. Um, purple today. Only purple. <laughs> only purple people eaters. Um, hey, we got a caller in, everyone. <laughs> Hello, this is Muni Radio. <laughs> They can't hear me yet uh, unless she pushes that button. Okay, so uh, do you guys remember back in 2017 when Trump got in that pissing contest with Kim Jong-un about, like, whose missile is bigger? (laughs) That was, like, the same year that I was going to go to Hawaii for the first time. And I'm like, damn, this is the worst time to go to Hawaii because if they're going to bomb anywhere, it's going to be Hawaii. It's the closest one. So I went there, and on the on the and I had a great time. And on the day that I was leaving, the day I was leaving, everyone gets a mass text that says, "Ballistic missile headed for Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter." Yeah. So I'm like, "Fuck," you know, like I I just kept packing my stuff. You got to see who people really were, because I was like, "Eh, I don't know. If I die, I die. I'm gonna pack my bag." And other people were like, "I should call everyone I know. I don't know." Like and we're like, "Is this real? Is this like some 15 year old in Russia just?" trolling us like what is going on you know like and we thought about the people that didn't have any cell phone reception and they just woke up on the beach and it was another day in paradise and they didn't know people in the city were freaking out so uh it was like well i have to go to the airport that day and 30 minutes later i get a text that says false alarm and i'm like okay well it's a good thing i packed my bags i didn't want to miss my flight and i go to i go through security And I have a copper IUD, and it was, like, the first time they, like, pulled me over, and they started patting me, and I was like, oh, my God, this missile thing, like, I got, but, like, I hope they think it's okay, and I'm, like, really nervous, and the chick is, like, touching me, and she's like, relax, 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 and I'm like, that's not how I relax with strangers touching me, Uh, and that's when I found out you got to be careful what you joke about, because it might end up being a false flag missile launch. I've been thinking a lot about ethics and um, how ethical is it that my friends sling rocks? You know, because here's this product that comes from South America, like destroying families and young children are involved and they cut their products just so some hippie in the Midwest could vibe with their amethyst. You know, I think that (laughs) there might be some problems there. I don't know. if it's any more or less ethical than like someone, you know, selling diamonds or if you're selling cell phones, it's the same, um, same problems. All right, I'll, I'll work on that one or not or scrap it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, yeah, slinging rocks. Is it ethical? Is it ethical? Hippies do it all the time. Hippies are actually really bad for the environment. Uh, because tie-dye, uh, textile dyes is the number two pollutant in the world, and we like you know we tie-dye shit all the time. And the number one pollutant is agricultural runoff, and all these hippies grow pot, right? Um, also, they live in diesel buses and drive across country. That's, uh, hippies are bad for the environment. The, the only thing that's good for the environment is like not wearing condoms, I think, and like sharing. Like, cause, um, if you've ever been to the water reservoir, there's a lot of floating condoms there. It's true. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, rinse and reuse or whatever, you know. 
Um, let's see. New stuff. Uh, I realized I would make the worst defense attorney because instead of trying to convince anyone anything, I would just give them facts. You know, like, I don't know if this person did it or not. This is what I do know. We have this evidence and this evidence. You decide for yourself. Are they guilty? Are they not guilty? I don't know. I don't want to pass judgment. Um, anyway, worst defense attorney. Uh, I like mass culture. Mostly because my boss can't smell my beer breath at work. No one can see if I have a cold sore, which is nice. Um... And I think it's interesting to see people like this guy shooting up on the street wearing a mask. Like he's wearing a mask, but he's raw dogging a needle. Like he's obviously wearing the mask for my safety and not for his. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I have that's new. You guys want to hear my other jokes over and over again? <laughs> the radio people. I, you never know. There could be. I don't know. Hello, listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about that's all the new stuff I have. Okay. Uh, crack. Uh, <laughs> crack. So one time, I, I knew this guy. I knew this guy named Monk, and um, he was like following all the Monk rules. Like, he wouldn't smoke cigarettes because it's against the rules. Um, he wouldn't drink alcohol because it was against the rules. He wanted to get some almond milk. My friend's like, I have chocolate almond milk. He's like, well, I can't drink chocolate. That's against the rules. But he would smoke crack with me. So I, uh, he told me that the rules were written way before crack was invented. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. Rachel Benson, everyone. She knows the rules. Uh, your next comedian, he breaks the rules. Put your hands together for Warhol Kaufman. Am I, am I getting an outdoor set? He said, connivingly. Hmm. All right, I'm going to stage a protest then. Say what now? What happened? Oh, yeah, no, it's probably true. He's dead. That guy's dead. All right. Well, this is the intrigue. She's implying that if I make everyone laugh, then I'll get, like, if I have a really good set, then I have my art. Uh, I was thinking I want to trademark the phrase, kill the president. So, you know, like, anyone who wants to use, like, say, at any, for any reason, in any context, kill the president. You know, for what I don't know why they would want to say it or whatever, but if they wanted to, like if they were ordering uh, a taco at a taqueria and it was called like the number 45 with the bullet kill the president taco, every time they order the number 45 kill the president taco, they would have to pay me to say the phrase kill the president. And I feel like that could be really lucrative. So that's what I'm working on. We were listening to the song, You're So Vain. We had an argument about it. I feel like I should do this set outside and smoke a blunt. Uh, we had an argument about it, right? And it was like, you're so vain. 
you probably think the song is about you or whatever. Let me get that lighter. She stole my lighter. Oh my god. This is a fucking outrage. I'm fucking pissed off right now. Everyone's fired. But the thing is, that's the question philosophically. It's like, is this song about you? And it's hard, it's hard to tell. I was really torn up, but I've studied this song pretty heavily. And just to be clear, I'm not mocking the song lyrics, which I think would be hack. This is a great song, but is the song about you, right? And if you go through the lyrics, I don't think it really is. I think the song is about the patriarchy. It's like, you're so much a part of the patriarchy, I could describe you vaguely and you would see yourself in the reflection of your misogyny. I think there's people outside like that one. Um, okay, I've been working on a couple other bits. What do we got? Oh, I grew up in D.C. And in D.C., it was like I had a sixth sense. You know, it was crazy. Like, I was the only one who could see the homeless people. And um, I think that affected me. You know, it was like there's an entire community that's invisible, and it made me want to join them. And now I'm invisible, too. D.C. was great, though. Uh, it was a great place to leave. This says ranking the audience. That just means I'm supposed to rank the audience. But that's supposed to be people you don't know. I feel like feelings will get hurt, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, all right. Let's see. If you go from the top or the bottom, that's hurtful if you rank the worst, the worst audience member first. You want to go from the top. All right, and the number one audience member is, can I get it, can I get a drum roll? Rachel Pinson, because she prevented me from being homeless and probably kept me out of prison. Give it up, what does she want? I'm gonna smoke all her weed. And the number two audience member in the world right now at Mutiny Radio or outside. Can I get a drum roll? Is Alessandra, because I'm trying to seduce her into sleeping with me. Number two, and then number three. All right, I'm gonna stop. Thank you, I'm satisfied. That was Warhol Kaufman. Uh, being Warhol Kaufman, right on. Uh, you can listen to the mix series here on Mutiny Radio and other places on his YouTube channel. That's lovely. Clap your hands together for your next comedian. It's Alessandro Valentini. Yeah. <laughs> ah, trying to keep my pussy visible. <laughs> you know, I want to make it invisible. I want to keep it very visible. So I got a home. <laughs> and I got food in my place, and a place to sleep. And I got a daughter. When I go to the doctor, every time I go to the doctor, says, there's anybody in your house in danger of dying for whatever reason. They lied, my daughter. Yes, her, from me, killed. 
to 13 and it gets you like to that way, you want to be a lovely parent and you will be lovely until they hit 12. And then you start thinking, what the heck am I doing here? Why am I dealing with this murderous person that I kind of love and hate at the same time? Yeah, that's what happened with kids. So everybody that wants to have kids, do we need to have more people on this planet? Yeah. We got seven half billion fucking <laughs> bullshit. It's like, no, don't need to, like, you're right, you're right, past 30, that's fine, you're fine. You're fine without kids, I guarantee you. Uh, they're lovely people until they hit a certain age, as I explained. Anybody here committed suicide ever? Woo! Yeah? And you're all been failing, right? Because that's the only thing that you really successful when you fail at it. So you can tell later, like, oh, I did commit suicide, and I failed. And that's why I'm here telling you about it. You know, have you ever heard anybody saying, yes, he was a very successful suicider. He suicided himself so many times and was always successful. You never heard that. This doesn't happen. If you're a suicider, you better be failing at it. Um, what else? Uh, lots of things, but I don't have a good joke, a uh, new joke. <laughs> I could have, have some good joke, but not new ones. Uh, so I don't know what else I'm saying, but... Uh, Oh, the mask. Somebody wants to sue this company that's creating masks for us. You know those blue masks made of paper things, whatever? This paper mask? Somebody says they, they say that they're not protecting you from the virus. I'm like, yeah, that's what they state in their statements. This does not cover you. But I've been wearing it thinking this is going to protect me from the virus. So if I do get the virus, I'm going to sue the company. <laughs> I'm like, Let, that's that's the most intelligent thing <laughs> I've heard in the last five months, the most intelligent one. Try to, you know, make some money out of it, who knows? Um, yeah, now we gotta wear also goggles. Who else says that? Uh, Fauci, he said that. Now we gotta have to wear goggles too. Soon they're gonna discover that your genitals are gonna get the virus too. And so we're all gonna have to go, go walk around with Condoms and dental dons. It's like, uh, it's like, yeah. It's like, seriously, what else? It's like, my feet? Maybe it goes through my nails. Let's wear socks that are made of plastic. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Alessandra and her plastic socks. Hey, everybody. Uh, the, there's uh, I'm hustling for money in different ways tonight. There are uh, cookies for sale for five bucks a piece. Also pork sandwiches, wraps. I couldn't use I didn't want to use bread because I knew that if I made them it would get soggy. And so I was yeah, like I'm gonna use a tortilla. And so it's um, pork and uh, it's they're good. But uh, I'm hustling, yo. Do you Josh? You want to go up next? Or you want pancake to go up next? Okay, next up, hey everybody, put your hands together for Pancake! Uh, bonjour, mon ami, it's me. Oh, uh, no, wait. <coughs> uh, hello, I'm Pancake, the Serve King. Uh, Viva La Bam was like my generation's Jersey Shore. Um... Because we, we'd come to school and we'd be like, hey, did you, did you see what they did last night? Ooh, wee, 
that was some crazy stuff. I uh, have nothing prepared, but I thrive on pressure. Um, that goes to the notebook. Uh, so I had this friend who was always like, hey, what's wrong with these people? And I'm like, hey, you can't say that. You cannot say that while I'm on stage. Um, and then, and then, um, let's see here. I had this, <laughs> I had this other friend and she had a smile that could neuter a dog. <laughs> oh boy. She really knew how to, uh, crinkle the skin on the corner of her mouth. Um, no, sir, don't smoke that. Don't smoke that. It, I know it's got vitamins, but they're non-essential. They're non-essential vitamins. Uh, have you seen this? Have you seen these uh, art channels on Instagram making the most adorable ashtrays? Where did it? Where did we go wrong as a society that we're we're making Sparkle Pony ashtrays? This is really the worst thing I've seen in a while. I um, I burst into this onto the scene at an IHOP, and they're like, "Sir, I need your name for for this um, to to be called." And I say, "Just uh, pancakes." And uh, I walk into a McDonald's, and and they stop me right at the door, and they say, "Hey, let me guess, you want the pancakes?" No, no, I want I want your your Irish coffee. The, the shamrock shimmy, uh, the, the shamrock shi uh, um, what do you get when you're in withdrawal? I don't want to say shakes. <sighs> What's the difference between a rat and your girlfriend? I've never fucked your girlfriend. <laughs> and <laughs> he was a squealer, too. He was... He was going to tell all the secrets about Don Polio. Uh, was that too, too, too on the nose? We got a baseball fan in the house. Uh, how do you feel about Lou Gehrig? You like him? You miss him? Is he, is he ALS? Is he the face for ALS? Garrett. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Garrett was the name of uh, my favorite character on DS9. You were talking about DS9 on the drive here. And, and uh, actually, Cisco was a commander. He was never a captain. That's just a little FYI. Did you make me come up here? You called me up here before you went on. We're going to have a great show for you listeners at home. Uh, we're gonna have live comedy on the street. Uh, we got a uh, we we got all the kinds of ways to make money for for donation wise. Let me just uh, adjust the microphone stand while I nervously collapse. Hello, I'm Pancake the Surf King, and thank you for listening. Pam, take it away. You dumped out at four minutes. All right. Your next comedian. He didn't bring his uh, guitar today, and he's going to just do jokes, which is exciting, too. He writes very funny songs. 
and very funny jokes. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Josh Kahn. I get super nervous in front of these bigger crowds. Oh, oh my God. I think hip hop culture is eroding the foundation of America. Have you heard that song? I'm living my best life, right? You know that song? I'm living my best life. Ain't got time to fuck with you. Mm-mm. You know the song I'm talking about? You know who was living his best life? Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Ach, I'm living my best life. Ain't got time for all of you, Juden. Heil, bitch! Heil, bitch! Sorry. What? It's all, all Hitler jokes today. Um, no, but I noticed like, and there's German engineer, anything that's German engineered has German engineering on it, like running shoes, like German, it's the, it's like the second biggest thing. Like after the brand name, like Mercedes, German engineering, these running shoes, German engineering, these like cutlery, German engineering, right? Well, I have a German made oven. I had to look all over that thing to find out where it was made. Little, little tiny label on it. Made in Germany. Little tiny Hitler inside reading that label. I don't know why. <laughs> Marriage is the leading cause of suicide. All right. Romeo and Juliet, Anthony and Cleopatra. Historically, you can look at history books. Ava Braun married Adolf Hitler. And then two days later, bam, he killed himself. There was probably other shit that was going on in his life at the time, but I'm just saying marriage is the thing that pushed him over the edge. I've been watching um, HBO a lot um, and writing jokes about the really depressing shows on HBO. Uh, did, anybody, did you guys watch Chernobyl? You didn't? You really should. It's amazing. Uh, Chernobyl made me proud to be, like, of Russian and Ukrainian descent. Because in Chernobyl, like, the the nuclear plant melts down and all these, like, Russians have to, like, sacrifice themselves. I'm like, Russians are fucking hardcore. And it makes sense because, like, when we, like, a couple of years ago when we started having wildfires and stuff and everybody started getting these masks and putting them on all the time, all my Russian friends were like out on the porch smoking a cigarette in the middle of the wildfires. So just going, yeah, puny Americans, why are wearing a mask? Smoke is not even radioactive. Um, there's a series on right now, which is very disturbing. And it, yeah, I'll be gone in the dark. It is vital that everybody watch that uh, show or just, no, I moved on from Hitler. I mean, no, I, I, I could I could loop it back into Hitler. Hey, quit, quit, quit fucking with me, Coughlin. Um, no, I have a problem with, I mean, everybody should familiarize themselves with the Golden State Killer uh, and this podcast that she did of I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Definitely familiarize yourself with it. Um, 
But so the problem that I have with the HBO documentary is that like you turn on these episodes and it's absolutely horrendous what this guy did, like 50 rapes, like over a dozen murders in a span of like 10 or 13 years. Or it's absolutely the most horrific content that you could possibly watch. So when you turn on the show on HBO before the episode starts, it says, warning, content may be disturbing to some viewers. And my thought on that is, who's watching this that this is not disturbing to? Like, that's more upsetting to me, the fact that they felt the need to just not to be like, to some viewers, this is just like Charles Manson's dead. He can't watch it. Like, I'm pretty sure even OJ would watch this and be like, well, that's too far. Ah! Holy shit. You know. Adolf Hitler could watch this series. He'd be like, I think he went a little overboard there. I don't know. <laughs> I got the knuckles from Kaufman for the... Uh... No, yeah. it's. I mean, it's... Yeah, Ted Bundy could watch these things, and he'd be like, man, that guy went a little nuts. Um <laughs> But it's like, but so, and, and here's the thing of like the defunding the police is that like you can't, so the Golden State Killer, spoiler alert, turned out to be a fucking cop. That's how we got away with it for so many years. And that's like, it's, they really don't talk about it enough. But I, I kind of read between the lines and I'm looking at this as a police cover up. Anyway, the point is like, why are you calling police to investigate and deal with rapes? that doesn't make any sense like there's a predilection upon these like macho alpha males to rape and intimidate why would you send them to investigate a rape that's like sending the hamburger to investigate the robbery at the beef factory <laughs> like he's like i don't know where the beef went and then but magically getting some pickles and buns and shit and then it was like where'd you get all these fucking burgers goddamn cop uh, and lastly, um, I love my cat. That so that kitten that I was giving away, I, Pam. I've decided to keep that kitten because it's just, it's too cute. And it's, so I named her Dottie. She's the love of my life. Um, I I love her so much. And this is the real reason why I shouldn't be a gun owner is because like if my kitty cat like fell and broke its leg or something, and I couldn't afford to pay to take it to the vet, I'd just be like murder suicide right away. <laughs> Because I couldn't stop her suffering, and then after it, I would be destroyed. There's <laughs> Bam right there, too. So, uh, yeah, don't call the cops on me. But uh, the, the mom cat that gave birth to the little cats, she was so skinny. She was had five cats, and she was little, so she was huge. She gave birth to all these cats. And my girlfriend said, wow, after she gave birth, she looked so skinny. She looked like she was a cat from a concentration camp. And I said, honey, what do you mean, an Auschwitz Birken meow? Give it up for Pam Josh gone, yeah. everyone. Josh gone. Put money in the bucket if you can. Um, I only have like one new joke, and then uh, Sam's here. We're going to give him a lot of time. I'm going to run up and do like my one new joke. Okay, you One new, now I'm gonna forget my new joke. I can't remember my new joke. I, I can't remember my new joke if you yell things at me. Fuck. Okay, it, it goes, it, it goes, it, it, oh shit, how does it go? Oh, so we're living in a scary time right now. It's really, really scary. And 
I heard from someone that you're supposed to do one thing every day that scares you. You know, you're supposed to face your fears. So I did the scariest thing I could think of. I put on my reading glasses and I looked at myself in the mirror. Ah! Oh my God, is that what I look like? Woo! Right? Well, I, you know you're old when you have to use reading glasses to pack your bong. And I for, I'd forgotten how pretty weed is. I like saw it through the glasses and it had all those trichomes and bicombs. I was like, it's so beautiful. And my fingers are so disgusting because I bite them. Like, what am I doing? This is insane. Uh, and then I looked up, ah! I'm a, I'm a narcissist with a self-esteem issues. And there's one more tag to that and I can't remember it. Suicide what? Oh, it's the beer goggling myself. That's where it goes to. It goes to that, suicide? that's, no, it's that suicide. No, it's, no, it's that I'm beer goggling myself. That I, that's, I, I can't, I can't wear the glasses. I don't want to look. I just, I've been beer goggling myself for years. And that's the gift, that's the gift that Lord Jesus Christ keeps giving us. <laughs> I get older and I can't see anything. It's the only good thing about it. I realized um, I have a foot fetish. That's a weird thing. I like to have my feet touched. I like people's feet, elegant feet, turn me on. Uh, and I, I was trying to spelunk in my brain, like, why this exists. And I have to bring it back to my grandma because there was one time she sat me down. We were taking a bath or something, and she said, Pam, you need to take care of your feet. No one will take care of your feet for you. You have to take care of your feet. I've seen feet that are black. And I was like, oh, my God, you're such a racist. But then I started living. No, but I started living in the Tenderloin, and I've actually seen people with black feet. Like, I know exactly what she's talking about, and they're not taking care of their feet. I'm staring at a lot of people's feet, uh, and the fingernail toenails are gross. Um, there's a foot fetish part of this that gets funny, and I forgot about it. Nope. Nope. I've, I've, here's the problem. I've been making these pot cookies, and yesterday, yesterday I had 250 milligrams of THC. I had four cookies, and then I ate all the caramel, and then I used the pan and did some milk. I'm, I'm still high, and I can't stop eating. The cookies taste really good. You can buy the cookies from me if you want to help support my life or whatever. Okay, I'm done. I, my new jokes suck. Well, no, I've got, so I really did, like, I, I, worked, it was, I worked really hard on these sandwiches, and I hope to, I've got, I don't know what to do for money. Uh, maybe from home, we'll see if I got a job. This will be exciting. Okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm really high, and this is fucked up. <laughs> Outside of the clean show, don't worry. I'll do all old jokes so that I won't suck. No, it's not about being clean. It's just I'll do all old jokes outside because I can't remember anything right now because I've been high for like 48 hours. Sam, do you want to do your time? Do you want to do your time, Sam? Yeah, you want to do it or no? Okay, everybody. <laughs> He's coming in right now. Is that coming in? <laughs> Sam Carroll. I
I talk now? I talk now? It's okay? It's okay? It's okay? I'm sure I'm sure you guys have heard all this shit before. Not all of it, but uh, the essential workers, we're not going to do that, you know. Where that's the one where I pretend that I'm an FBI agent or a federal agent, when in reality I'm not. I'm actually a sick comic, and I tell some sick jokes. And they're like, what? Um... Okay. Sorry, I just fucking flew in and my arms are tired and all that shit. I'm just... Um... Let me take my sunglasses off. What's that? What's that? No, Lenny Bruce did... I just flew in, but my legs are tired. And he, and he did that thing with the bike, and the bike had the wings, and they flapped him up. And then he got arrested in San Francisco for indecency because the cop did his set in front of uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a people jury and the cop fucked up his material and the cop just did his material like terribly and the cop bombed in the courthouse and then, you know, he got, he got, he got found guilty because the cop bombed his fucking set, which, <laughs> you know, if they, had, if they had let Lenny Bruce testify on his own behalf, they, I think... He wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Uh, lesbians, lesbos, the history of the word lesbian. I'm sure you're all familiar with this. It comes from the uh, Greek island of Lesbos, where they were banished to for their abhorrent sexual behavior by Greek men and their 10-year-old boyfriends. They do not still send them there. No, there was a big protest in the 90s. In the 90s. So, uh, now, actually, it's a popular tourist spot. It's the uh, best addition to the LGBT community since the plus. That's a math joke. That's not, a, that's not a anything else but a math joke. And the lesbian joke is a, is a pedophile joke. Just so we're all on the same page here. Or, or, uh, or pedophile, if you're Prince Andrew. You know, it bums me out, out about that whole thing, the uh, Epstein private jet situation was that I started doing comedy thinking that maybe one day I could ride on that jet. But, <laughs> but you know, but then the whole fiasco started, you know, child sex ring, all that, and he downgrades to a Cessna. I'm not flying in a fucking Cessna. <laughs> I'm not flying in a fucking Cessna. Man, those things go down. Now, I vowed never to fly in one of those, never to fly in one of those water ski planes or United I can see myself getting dragged off, but not, but not like consciously, you know, because you can get way more fucked up on an airplane, especially if you bring your own booze. Yeah, the TSA allows you five bottles in your carry-on, unlimited in your carry-in. So what you got to do is you got to take a dead body, you got to hollow it out. <laughs> what you guys think about the thought? <laughs> Shove them up your butt? You guys are gross. <laughs> Are you talking about pedophiles, making fun of pedophiles? And the kids, too, kind of. Kind of insinuated that they had some part in the decision-making process about the which lesbians went to lesbos. Obviously completely untrue, completely false. There's no way that happened. Unless one kid smartened up, realized the power of not putting out, closed up his little fanny, said, uh-uh, I see you making decisions. I see you having fun. So choosing which lesbians go to lesbos, that looks like fun. I want some part in that. 
or at least a credit card or something or a Birkin bag. You don't buy me shit. Good. Good. I write so damn small. I'm not. My eyes aren't as good as my fingers. Reading glasses. Check myself out in the mirror. How does that even? How does that work? You can r see that far. How close are you? That's not. I'm just curious. All right. Oh shit. Let me see what I want to do. You know, I I can't even read any of this, guys. Thank you for. I think it was. That's all I'm gonna do. We're gonna have some time before the outside show. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yay, Sam. Well, you did five minutes. No, I hey, I get it. I'm I've been high for 48 hours. Uh, I know tough life. Sorry, the pot cookies are like so good that I just couldn't stop eating them. I've already eaten two today. I just can't stop. Um, all right. Well, um, I'll put I'll put on the com new commercials and then we'll get started with the outside show in a little bit. Yay! Yay! Oh. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Oh, I... Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19th, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old... He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um. What, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. 
Why do we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, move that bitch, move that bitch. And, uh, and uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know. I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean... If anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Tastics books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pam Tastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> you uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah. Right. Standard I'm time. so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. oh da, 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 da. Uh, let's watch full length. Oh, wait, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, See you Oakland? Have you been missing out on live music and comedy? Remember killer dinners? Don't worry about a thing, because Soul Sausage Presents Pan Dementia has brought you the hottest, freshest, sexiest new beast in the Bay Area. The Oakland Unicorn Speakeasy Comedy and Dinner Club in Koreatown, Northgate. Featuring comedians from NBC, MTV, Comedy Central, Soul Sausage TV, and YouTube.
Tickets and packages, showtimes, and information are all at oaklandunicorn.com. Sponsored by Soul Sausage, Retisk Electronics, and True Healing Collective. Grand opening weekend, August 6th through 9th, featuring Kabir Singh and Xander Beltran. Tickets on sale now at oaklandunicorn.com. That's oaklandunicorn.com. Yay! Yay, it's 7 o'clock. We're actually going to start on time tonight. That's going to be it. That's exciting, just for the comics. No one's gathered yet. That's fine. We don't gather. We're not gathering. Don't worry. There's no gathering. Oh, I can't impress you guys with my clean material. Oh, man. That's going to be that one neighbor with my clean material. No, this has been a this has been a crazy week. I got yelled at on my way here. Uh, someone yelled out at their car window, "Wear a mask!" And I. Here's the thing, you know, I'm a I'm a smoker. I smoke. I smoke everything. I love smoking, right? Yeah. And uh, I used to be guilty about where I blew my smoke, but now your kid is wearing a mask, so isn't that more safe? No one will give you crap for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking. So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker, which is so much more healthy, I think. Thanks, San Francisco. Good, yes. Uh, I've been wearing this mask for 147 days and I haven't washed it yet. I think it's going to make me sick. I'm a little nervous. But I have no sense of taste or smell, so. No, I'm still gonna, it's gross. That's not true. I did. I washed it out last night. I did uh, for the first time. So that's that's good. Mask jokes. Everybody looks like. I I mean it's it's weird because everyone looks like a doctor. So I feel like I should get on Tinder or something. Like oh you might all have money. I might want to date you. Kidding. I don't date people with money. I don't date. <laughs> that's not true. I uh, I started dating young Latino men because it started getting weird when white dudes were calling me mommy. Hi, mommy. No? <laughs> Thank you. New new stuff. Look, I'll go to the, the book. I swear I've been, oh yeah, right? Do vegans eat bread? Do you know? Do vegans eat bread? Well, that's the thing, right? Ve I mean, I think vegans do eat bread cause th and they're hypocrites because I bake a lot of bread. I bake a lot. And you take these yeast cultures, right? You take them and you make them alive and you, you breed them. You feed them. You enslave them to burp and fart and be a part of your bread, you know? And then you don't even ask for their consent. You turn on your oven super, super high and then you destroy entire cultures, right? Bread is some, some Nazi shiz, bro. It's, I mean, literally murdering cultures. I think, the, I think the vegans are hypocrites. I do wanna save all of the vegans though. I've wanted to use my body in the way God intended, not actually birthing a baby, because that's gross. Uh, 
And also, having a baby, nobody pays you for that baby. Like, they call it labor, and yet you don't get paid anything. We're literally the means of production, women. No one studied Marx, just me. Cool. I think Marx was like the very first feminist. But I do, I want to use my body in the way God intended, not, and not to make babies, because no one will pay me for one, but because I, I want to I pump my breasts. I want to have 100% consent-based milk to save the vegans. I want to turn it into cheese. Breast milk's actually 22% fat, so it's a great medium to make cheese out of, but I smoke and eat so much marijuana that it, it leaches through your body and it would come out of my breast milk. So I could actually make TH cheese. But then the question becomes, you know, can I get high off my own supply? Will I finally reach weed singularity? Oh. Does anybody else love weed who loves the, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I smoke so much weed that I think you're high. <laughs> uh, you ever smoke so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? It's hot. It's cold. What's going on? It's like Airbnb being in your own home. Why? Why? Well, why is all this cat litter on the floor? I'm paying a lot of money for this place. This is crazy. Uh, I am a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and I want to make him wear it. Cause I'm a crazy cat lady. Whoa! See the cars. The cars love it. Look, I'm setting them up. Do I have any do I have any jokes about beeping? I should like do like a rap or something like get big beep. I'm acting so scary. No, I don't. I can't. Uh, and I'm and it's a clean show, so I'm not allowed to swear at the car like I normally would, you know. Oh, there we go. Perfect. So I was talking about I was talking about cats. Oh, cool. It's good. We got some chairs for you guys. Uh, wow. It's the, the intermission break with the car. It's, I mean, I can fight it. It's fine. We're fighting all kinds of stuff now. Things are going. Things are. <laughs> happy summer, everyone in the mission. Cars are going by. Where are the fireworks? Are we going to light those off too? Okay, cool. No screaming children. Oh, fantastic. Are you trying to steal the car? Like, what's happening? Okay. So uh, I was talking about cats, and I, I've been thinking a lot about um, cat calling, and I think I finally understand it because I got a kitten. I don't know if you've ever gotten a kitten. A cat, and you call, and come here, baby. Come here. Baby, I love you. Come here, baby doll. And they ignore you. Baby doll. Come here, come here, come here. And then they show you their butthole. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, girl, I know you want it. And I run up and I pick her up without consent and I flip her over like a baby and I kiss her on the mouth. <laughs> I understand cat calling. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I love cat calling. Uh, I, live in the, I live in the Tenderloin. And I get, you know, I can't even call it cat calling. I'm going to call it complimenting at, the, at this point. A man said to me the other day, uh, he said, uh, girl, You've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> That's a compliment. That's not catcalling. I'm going to take it. You know, I'm going to. Uh, another gentleman said, 
girl, you look like you know something. And I was like, oh, finally, someone gets that you see me. You see me. I'm smart. Now, where are we going to go have sex? <laughs> Just kidding. I live in the Tenderloin, and um, I play this fun game with small children when we see a pile on the ground. And I go, man or beast, man or beast. If you, I, what I've learned from a four-year-old is that if it's up against a wall, it's always man. You know, They understand physics at that age. It's amazing. I had to go potty so bad the other day, you guys. I had to go number two. It was so crazy. It curled around the bowl. I went number six. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's just... It's clean material, yeah. Boop jokes are always clean. That's the beauty of it. Uh, why do babies' pants have pockets? Does anybody know? Why do babies' pants have pockets? I've seen babies with uh, cargo pants on. Six pockets, six pockets for the babies. They can't, what are they putting in the pocket? They can't even put their own hands in their pockets. What could they possibly put in there? When I, I realized, uh, well, that's where I put my drugs. That's because the... The police will never search a baby. Also, it's the only safe place. Like, backpacks, not safe. They understand the mechanics of zippers. But their own pockets, clandestine. What's the difference between a mommy and a nanny at the park? Nothing. They're both on their cell phones. No one is paying attention to the children. It is so weird. Like, even the dogs have cell phones. Why? <laughs> Why? Why are they doing that? I've been watching, I'm sure you guys have been watching the Netflix cues and you're kind of bored by now, but did you see all the cult leader stuff that happened? The David Koresh and the cult leader things? All these guy cult leaders. I'm like, where are all the female cult leaders? I think that's because we call them mom. No? That one didn't work for you? Okay. And your, mo your mom is a cult leader of a very small, very small cult. Uh... I'm gonna, I'll do, I'll do, I'm looking for my, I'm sorry, I don't, I usually I'm more prepared, but I, I've been, I've been eating these crazy uh, marijuana cookies for like two days straight because they're so delicious, and I just can't, I just can't stop, won't stop. Uh, I had a dream that Bjork was my therapist, and I looked up at her, and I was like, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down, and she said, your uterus is made of clouds. And the polar bear only stops in the same river once. <laughs> Don't let poets lie to you. And then I woke up and remembered that no one knows who Bjork is. But that's, <laughs> but that is a stellar <laughs> Bjork impression. If you know who she is, <laughs> it, is it is spot on. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll 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 do fun more jokes for you guys later. Thank you all. Thank you for being here. Yay! I'm your host Pam Benjamin. Hi! Yay! You're all socially distanced and real here, and it's small, and that's wonderful. And it's a Friday night, and we're all going to have a really good time. Yay! And uh, your first comic of the night. Pancake, you want to do it? Your first comic of the night. Put your hands together. The very funny young man. It's Pancake, the syrup king. Hello. I'm Pancake. The serve king, long may I reign. But we've all seen the Lion King. Oh, I thought there was a different word for that that I could just reference that movie and it wouldn't apply directly. Um, I'm used to a uh, 
better caliber of audience. Um, I'm sorry. I'm used to quantity, not this kind of quality. This is some grade A. I cannot clever my way out of this. Hello, I'm severely dehydrated. And as my kidneys would tell you, Um, what's the difference between a, a rat and your girlfriend? I've never slept with your girlfriend. I'm sorry, there needs to be an expletive there. And it really hits. It really hits. The other, the other night, like literally last night, uh, we were talking about, um, well, the other night. I was talking with someone, and I was talking about, um, let's see, abuse uh, in relationships of all kinds, and the person I was talking to liked to playfully, you know, uh, t touch me with a fist, and so I was like, hey, this person you know, doles it out so maybe I can give them one of uh, of my own because we're talking, and they're also like talking about how, oh, you, you, you can't, you can't like talk to me like that while women are walking by in the middle of the night because they're going to be upset at you. And I was like, if you, if you think that, then it's probably true. So don't think that. And we're just having a conversation. I'm not raising my voice at you. And then I take my beanie off and I smack her in the arm and she says, oh, it's over. And then in the middle of our conversation, she just, she just walks away. And um, so if you hear some allegations that I hit someone, uh, it was with a beanie playfully. Where's the beanie in question? In my bag, covered in blood. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No laughing. There's no laughing uh, when you're a jury, okay? I am in the people's court of opinion. And th no, this is serious, guys. My career has barely started. And for people on the internet in the in the... Bay Area Comedy Network, they're saying it hasn't even begun. So, and it never will take off the ground because they have the controls of the airplane and then they, they put on their parachute and they jump out at 30,000 feet. And, I, and this, is, this is a scenario where I have never played an hour of GTA 5, okay? Uh, or GT Grand Theft Auto is uh, are any of these coming through to you? <laughs> I hate uh, the word hate. I hate it. It's got so much revilement. Looking for an out. <sighs> okay, so I had this this uh. This friend of mine, and she, she had a smile that could neuter a dog. 
okay? This this woman knew how to crinkle the skin on the f- sides of her mouth like none other. I remember when we could have a discussion and things were basically universally um, known and like uh, understood. But but nowadays it's like, oh, did you remember there's COVID? Uh, did you remember there's a pandemic going on? Y- y- the same life paths that you were uh, telling me that, that are tried and true uh, are non, uh, no longer applicable for uh, these last couple months, which have felt like, like decades, uh, to, be, to be perfectly honest. I haven't worked in years, and I'm ru- I've never had savings. Who, who's, who's ever had savings? Has any, anyone grew up in the Bay Area? We got people moving in. We got people moving out. We got people moving on up. But for those select few who are on the outs of society, I am talking to you, sir. And you're walking away. I like your waves. Your waves are polite and and gentle. They're sweet. They're caressing my eyeballs. But I need you here. Uh, not three blocks away. <laughs> and the closer you are, the happier you'll be. For I believe there is a song that goes, uh, do, you, uh, do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? Because I am one of those. Oh, there's a tow truck going the same direction as my car. That's not, that's not troubling. Does anyone have any news that wouldn't make me vomit in my mouth? I'm gonna, I'm, oh, vomit is is a bad word. Watch it. Um, Have I said any curses up here yet? Can I say the word BJ? Um, A lot of people are smoking right here and you don't even know it but those people who are smoking I sit them down and I tell them I know those have got vitamins but they're non-essential vitamins and those are the ones that you don't need to keep around like the friends who don't support you right there's a guy driving a Lexus he's completely lost touch with the common man. There's a woman driving a Subaru. There are cars on the street. If there was an alien species to come visit Earth, they would think the dominant species was the automobile. There's nothing funny about that. (laughs) These jokes are a little cerebral for the impaired. Oh, Jesus, did I say that? I lose touch with everything when I'm up here. I'm like like a a great white shark. uh, You know how a great white shark, when they take a bite, their eyes roll back in the back of their head. They can't even witness their own greatness. When I get up here, I, I enter a fugue state.
And that's where I'm going to leave it. Behind, behind me is a great woman. Her name is Pam Benjamin. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Pancake, yay. Okay, I'm, I'm changing, trying to be good here. Changing the condom on the mic. Changing the mic condom. I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Rah, rah, rah. Dan, you I could do that one without a microphone so that I wouldn't, like, endanger the microphone as much. Just take turns. Thank you, audience. Uh, your next comedian coming to the stage, very funny man. Clap your hands together for Josh Kahn. Hey, thank you, Pam. Pam's amazing. Give it up for Pancake, everybody. The Syrup King. No, really, give it up for him. The Syrup King. Long may he reign. He looks around like, are we talking about me? Is this clapping for me? Um, the, the, the Duke of Brunch. I mean, I, I got nothing. Okay. Pancake uh, closed out with a joke about great white sharks, right? Great white sharks. You guys all know about great white sharks, right? Great white sharks, super racist. You ever seen one of them? They're not so great. They're not so great, and they're only like a third white. What the hell? Right? You see one in the water? It's like racist, 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 racist. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. I'm just trying to riff on what the other comedians that you have previously seen have said. Give it up for the car alarm that was going off all during Pam's set, right? Super sweet. One of the advantages to doing this comedy free outside is that you can be interrupted by loud motorcycles, every Bluetooth speaker that passes, and car alarms. You don't need a car alarm in this neighborhood. It's perfectly safe, right? You don't need a car alarm around here. Just to be safe, I got the. I went ahead and got the James Brown car alarm. You guys know the James Brown car alarm? Somebody tries to get into my car, and it's like, hey, 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 get up off of my car. What you gonna do? Sorry. Again, I am just trying to riff on the things that have been happening in all of our day. Uh, Pam said she smoked a lot of weed. I figured out my thing when I, uh, my, cause like every comedian has the joke, like, have you ever been so stoned? So mine is like, and this really happens to me. Have you ever been so stoned that you thought, cause this is the Bay Area. Have you ever been so stoned that you thought there was an earthquake happening and there just wasn't? It happens to me like three times a day. <laughs> I'm leaning against the counter. I go online because I was sure there. There must have been a 3.5. No, it was just my heart beating inside my body. I'm. Oh, is, are these my hands? Is, is this a look at my hands? Oh, my God. Uh, Pam doesn't like vegans, or she has mixed feelings about vegans anyway. It's like you're in one of those things where, like, you're ordering pizza for everybody, but there's, like, one vegan there, so you got to order one vegan pizza with, like, seed cheese. It just, just. Just order, just order a salad. Don't get like a tofu steak. Just order a freaking salad. No joke. And uh, Pam was saying that she, you know, she smokes and she eats, and so she doesn't have a mask on. And a car like drove by her and was like, "Put on your mask." It makes me wonder, like, how far are we away, really, from having like an army of people with paintball guns, where the paintballs are filled with hand sanitizer, and they're just gonna drive around on the streets and just see people that are just like, "No mask, nail him." 
They're not even. It's they'll be like in a tank. Actually, it's not going to be a tank. It's going to be a just like a really big Prius. And the guy driving it will have like sticks on his feet and have trouble seeing over the steering wheel. And they'll roll down the window. No mask. You're sanitary now. Wear a mask, everybody. Did Sam leave too? Where's Sam? So Sam was telling me in his set just a second ago that Lenny Bruce, uh, famous Bay Area comedian, who got got found guilty for indecency because the reason why is because a cop did his material to a jury poorly and wasn't funny so they found him guilty of this indecency and so i heard that and i thought well turns out blue lives don't murder oh come here <laughs> oh my god oh my god this is i'm, I'm josh god i'm just screaming in the street how are you Totally, totally great. I've been watching HBO. I watched that show, uh, Chernobyl. Russian people are freaking hardcore, man. I said freaking. Relax. Clean comedy here, folks. Russians are hardcore. Maybe I got a little Russian blood. Made me kind of proud. And I was thinking, you know, like a few years ago, before we all had masks and it was fire season and it was rushing to get masks, all my Russian friends, they're out on the porch smoking a cigarette like, why is everyone trying to get the mask? Puny Americans. Smoke is not even radioactive. Vlad, we collect graphite now. Grab shovel with me. Uh, yeah. That's true. That's true. I love my cat. I love my cat. I got a, I got a little tiny, like, three-week-old kitty, like, a week ago. Um, and it's, like, the love of my life. I can't tell you how much of a better antidepressant having, like, a month-old kitty is than antidepressants. It's really good for me. I, I'm glad that you're all happy for me. I can tell by this rouse of. Ah, that's right. I love my cat. My cat is never going to grow up and be like, hey, screw you, dad. My cat's never going to grow up and kneel on someone's neck for nine minutes. Or if he does, it's just going to be really gentle and fluffy. It won't kill anybody. This cat's never going to grow up and try to delay the U.S. general election. This cat's never going to grow up and expedite the murder of six million Jews. This <laughs> Marriage is the leading cause of suicide, it's been found. Historically, you look, Romeo and Juliet, right? Anthony and Cleopatra. Historically, if you look, Ava Braun marries Adolf Hitler. Two days later, bam, guy kills himself. He had other stuff probably going on in his life at the time, too. But I'm just saying it was marriage. Marriage pushed him over the edge. That was that little, the little extra push that he needed. Um, I also watched the. It, it really is vital that everybody watch the documentary series uh, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark" on HBO, or at least familiarize yourself with the Golden State Killer, uh, who, spoiler alert, turned out to be a cop. Yep, that's right. Cops can also do bad things. Oh, oh my God! Oh really? Yeah, cops can do bad stuff. Um, it bothered me because. It bothers me because every one of these episodes is about brutal, brutal assaults, murders, and just these horrible, horrible crimes. And before the episode starts, there's a disclaimer. It says, warning, content may be disturbing to some viewers. And I'm like, who's watching this that this isn't disturbing to? I'm pretty sure OJ could watch this and would be like, whoa, man, that's, whoa, you went too far. You went too far. Right? 
Ted Bundy, I mean, Charles Manson's dead. He can't see it. Ted Bundy would even be like, that's too far. Adolf Hitler would be like, oh, that's, you've gone, that's too much, too much. Everything was okay, but then you went a little too far. You know what I was saying? I try to work in as many Hitler impressions a night as I can. It's just, it's my duty as a Jew. Uh, it's my duty as a Jew. I'm half Asian and half Jewish, though, so my Jewish grandma, like, hates on me and treats me like I'm not a real Jew, you know? Growing up, and she would, like, threaten to sew my foreskin back on if I was bad. Stuff like that. Yeah. We'll be sitting around the Hanukkah table or something like that, or Passover, right? And she puts out all the Jewish foods, all the traditional, like, uh, bitter herbs and gefilte fish, potato latkes. Do you guys know what challah bread is? The braided Jewish challah bread from the bakery? Anyway, so we're... Everybody's eating. Everybody's got a mouthful at the Hanukkah dinner table with my grandma. And I turn to her, and I'm like, mm, grandma, nom, nom, nom. this meal is first rate. How much did the challah cost? Shalom Aleinu, I am no longer welcome at Hanukkah dinner at all. My grandma just turns to my dad, why couldn't you bring home a nice Jewish girl? Why, could, why did you have to go all chinky China with the mom of your kids? Why would you do that? Her words, no, I'm not the racist. I'm, just, I'm having the conversation here. I'm opening it up. You're trying to suppress me with this censorship. Thank you. Thank you, God. No, but this cat, so the cat that gave birth to my cats um, got so skinny. She had like five cats, but then afterwards she was so skinny. And my girlfriend was like, honey, this cat looks like it was in a concentration camp. I said, baby, don't say that. There's no such place as Auschwitz Birkin meow. I'm like, do I, do I go, do I do that or do that? Anyway, yeah. Is that a car alarm? Okay, I'll sing a song because you're a Giants fan. I'll, I'll close out with this. Um, when we do go back to having baseball in the stadium and the seventh inning stretch gets there and everybody stands up to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, these are now the words that you are required to sing. Here we go. Take me out to the protest. Push me onto the ground. Buy me some milk to wash out my eyes. I don't see police ID on these guys that are pushing me into a Chrysler. This Nazi state is a shame for it's one, two, three terms for Trump to play effed up games. Boom, boom, boom. Play ball! See you guys at the protest. My name is Josh Kahn. Please make sure you donate to mutinyradio.fm today. Give it up your lovely, beautiful, and talented host, Pam Benjamin. Josh gone. Changing the condom on the mic. There we go for safety. All right. Uh huh. Yeah. Knock knock. Feminism. I can get my own door. Thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books, so I could talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah, feminism. It looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> Meaty. Uh, your next comedian, he's got a lot of meat in his comedy. You're going to love him. Clap your hands together for Warhol Kaufman. There goes Josh. I, I would have never known he was a Jew because he loves to pick fights on bacon. 
Josh Khan knows if Jews eat Chinese food on Christmas. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with the civics lesson. If you guys don't know what habeas corpus is, you probably want to find out real quick. Like, tonight. All right. Now for the jokes. Ah, uh, the Golden State Killer. This is a... This is weird, but the Golden State Killer was was in my wedding party? I didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody knew. It's creepy. It's like if you're smiling, I don't know. All right, let's try let's try some call and response. I'm so broke. Oh, bro, sorry. I'm going to kill myself. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um this isn't a joke, but I was, I was listening to everyone talk about vegans. Vegan chocolate cake is the best kind of cake, but it's sneaky. It's like secret cake. It's like undercover. Everyone's like, oh, vegan baker. It's like, ugh. And I'm just over there in the corner with the face. I'm like, oh, I'm vegan. Is the bacon, is there more shrimp? This is a joke about Chinese food, but it involves public masturbation, so we'll skip it. That sounds dirty. You guys ever seen Jesus on the back of a tow truck? Religious experience. Um, you guys like like Marvel Marvel films? <laughs> We're moving on. It's good. You guys like the X Men? No, you don't feel strongly. You know, I you know I I uh, I grew up I grew up with the X Men. You know, like I would I would be in a soccer field for soccer practice. Well, we would practice in a regular field. I was in a weird, dirty parking lot for soccer practice, and uh, everyone's kicking the ball around, and I would be pretending to create portals because that was my superpower that I wanted. Dude, the thing is, portals, I didn't know I was going to be a stand-up comic, you know, but portal, like creating a portal or teleportation would be the most incredible superpower for a comic. You could book so many shows. All right. Anyway, uh, the Marvel joke. I heard Rogue... Of the X-Men gives killer handjobs, that's all. Okay, good. We're moving along from that. I was thinking maybe I was going to, I might trademark the phrase, kill the president. So, like, anytime any of you guys wanted to say kill the president for any reason, like, if that was, like, your mom's name or something, and you'd be like, oh, are you being informal? Like, hey, kill the president. You couldn't just say kill the president because you would have to pay me. Once I read, I haven't, I haven't trademarked the phrase kill the president yet, so you better get it all out of your system, guys, because I'm going to the copyright office. It is closed. It will be a mail-in trademark. Thank you. I recently trademarked a script, actually. Uh, I'll tell you about, I'm working on a script right now. I'll break it down, because since you so politely asked, it's, it takes place in a courthouse, so it's just like several different trials going on simultaneously. Uh, so there's the trial of Mick, the formerly homeless detective who became a private eye, thus securing an office and rendering himself almost not homeless before going to the moon and returning back, having solved the murder of Hologram Tupac. No, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Tupac Hologram's murder of Cyborg Hitler, who was playing pool with Clone Monroe. Anyway, moving on. Let's not get caught up with small details, guys. 
Oh, my mother. Okay, so I was raised. Maybe you identify with this. Uh, I doubt it. I'm sad and alone. Okay, maybe you identify with this. So I was raised Catholic. I was raised like to be a Christian. For the first five years of my life, it wasn't like that. I would do an impression of my mother in like the first five years of my life, but Pam would kick me off the stage. So I won't do it. But she wasn't like that. But then she married this guy who was going to be a priest. He wanted to be a priest, but then he decided he wanted to drink alcohol, which, as we all know, is not mutually exclusive. But I think they kicked him out for not touching boys. It was weird. So, so he decided not to be a priest, and he started working at this law firm. So my parents both worked at this law firm for, like, the first 10 years of my life, maybe not after five, like five to 15. They both worked at the same law firm. And uh, so they would just come home every day at dinner, and they would be like, Oh, lawyers, this lawyer, I hate this lawyer. They would like name the lawyer's names after vomit and they wouldn't say vomit, they would say the name of a lawyer, you know? It would be like, oh, I'm so sick, I think I'm gonna sharf. Like they hated lawyers so much. And then they would always be like, oh, you love to argue, you should be a lawyer. And I'm like, do you hate me? What's happening? It's weird, okay. I decided I'm gonna make my stepdad uh, do drawings for me when he retires in the basement, okay. Moving right along. Fascist love lists. Fascist love lists. If you want to know how to spot a fascist, offer them some sort of a list. That's how you know. Oh, also, if you don't want anyone to steal your lighter, put a swastika on it. Thank you. Warhol Kaufman dropping the gems, everyone. Exciting stuff. I'm so glad that he was talking about about Jesus because that is one of the things that I no absolutely I at, when I was a child it's it's one of the reasons I have a foot fetish is Jesus it was all that washing his feet and being at the feet of and Boaz and all that fun stuff oh boy I love Jesus but I used to want to have an invisible friend when I was a child I wanted to have like a four foot cat be my best friend and hang out with me and I thought that would be so amazing. And my parents were like, no, no, that's not, that, that doesn't work. But you can have a 33-year-old bearded man sit on your bed at night and hold your hand. And you can tell him all the boys you like. That'll be, that's perfect, Jesus. No, I was super, I was raised so Christian. Um, did anybody, was anybody else raised super, super Christian? Yeah, all right. Did you ever do Bible delving? Bible delving. So what I would do is I would go out into the forest and I'd sit on a stump and I'd pray so hard. I'd close my eyes and pray to Jesus and say, Jesus, show me what you need me to know from this book. Show me what you need me to see. And I would open the book with my eyes closed and run my finger down and open my eyes. And they were always about sodomy. <laughs> I, I couldn't get out of Leviticus. I don't know what was going on, right? Uh, my favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20.12 which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> I love to be stoned. <laughs> also, my ex-father-in-law looks a lot like Barack Obama. He's a very sexy, sexy man. <laughs> you can blame Barack for anything you want, for global warming, for your smelly wee-wee, for, for porcupines, whatever, but you cannot blame him for being sexy. He was so, and he aged so hard over those eight years, but just he just turned into the silver fox that I always knew he would be. I, I miss Michelle. I miss Michelle so much more. Does anyone miss Michelle too? 
I miss Michelle. She was so great. She spoke up. She was the best feminist. She said things, right? She like she like made kids work out and like changed school lunches and she hated fat kids or whatever. And it was amazing. And she changed all kinds of things. And I was like, wow, Michelle. And then I thought, what is Melania gonna do? Do Melania? Does anybody know what her name is? Melania. Melania. I don't know because she never speaks. <laughs> like, like I would love to make fun of her accent, but I have no idea what she sounds like. I hear she speaks four languages. I'm like, choose one. I speak in French. Anything. Just say something. You're the first lady. What you say means something. Also, I mean, I know from my past that no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. And my God, she's gorgeous when she frowns. Okay? Like, have you not seen her? She looks incredible. I was wondering what she was going to do. Like, what's she going to pick up on? Well, say or something as a first lady when she finally speaks. I mean, besides, like, when we say, show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you okay? Like, blink twice if you're okay, Melania. Are you going to be? Well, I, I didn't. Actually, do you guys know where she's from? She's either from Slovenia or Slovakia. Slovenia. Slovenia. Both countries border Hungary. My God, she's starving. <laughs> Somebody feed her. So I thought I thought that she was gonna sort of be on the coattails of Michelle uh, and like hate fat kids too or whatever and champion bulimia, right? Because it's great for the economy. It, it makes kids four times the consumer, right? They're literally helping the economy. And then she'd really be known as an environmentalist because she'd teach the kids to vomit into the compost, right? Regurgitate, renew, recycle. That acidic, like high pH compost is gonna be amazing on the wine vines in Napa. It's gonna, that 2020 Pinot Noir, it's gonna pop. Just like Jesus wanted. I love wine, baby. Uh, she's from bulimia, thank you, David Jane, that's funny. Did I burn enough time? He needs one more, he needs one more second. It's fine, more Jesus jokes. Uh, I was I was a cheerleader for Christ, and the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, uh, which are not sexy, and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity, which is also not sexy. That's something that happens in Christian times. I don't know the tropes if you know about those. Whoa, Jesus, he does love all the little children. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, I've been a nanny. I've been a nanny. I've been a nanny for years. And uh, it's, a, it's something I, I love to do. And I, I try to turn off the screen, you know, when I'm with kids. I try to foster creative play. And so I was with two twin six-year-olds, six and they had um, tied me up to a desk chair with yarn, and they'd put tape over my mouth. And they had a laser pointer, and they put it to my hand, and they were like, I'm cutting off your hand. And I was like, oh, oh, ouch, it hurts, you know, fostering creative play. Uh, and then... They took the laser pointer to my foot, and they were like, oh, I'm freezing your foot. And I was like, oh, it's so cold. That's blah, 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 you know, from behind the tape. And then they put the laser pointer up to my chest, and they said, I'm breaking your heart. I was like, Daria, you need to stop, okay? Society has broken my heart. What game are you playing right now? You're playing police state. What did I do? Why am I tied to this desk chair and yarn? And they went back and put their little six-year-old heads together. And they came back. You stole a laptop. You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of Islamic police state is this? And they looked me in the face and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. Ah! Kids these days. Kids these days. 
All right, you're uh, last comedian of the night. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for Sam Carroll. Yay. Woo. It's chilly. How, what's up, guys? How are you? You know, there's the reason I'm up right now is because another comic walked over here. She went over to that corner. said, fuck this. Oh, I can't swear. I, I can't swear. I swear. I, swear. I get one. And then she dipped. Right? And now I'm here. And then she sent me a text, and she's like, F this S. Let's get out of here. And I was like, why? And then, as in yes, affirmative. And, and you know, and now she's waiting around the corner, so she has to wait anyways. But she's just waiting in her car. I just think that's funny. <laughs> and now I'm here. You can smoke weed, but you got, can't swear. I find that funny. That's good news. It's kind of some evolution, at least. I could give up swear words, I think, to smoke wa weed everywhere. Any any building I go in. Are you guys essential workers? Yeah? You got some essential workers out there? Are you, an, sir, are you an essential guru? You're not a guru? Don't lie to me. Sir, you're a, sir, you're a guru. You cannot prove to me otherwise. You know, the secrets of the world. You got the hat that perfectly covers your head. It's nice. You guys see this man? He's an unbelievable man right here. I love this guy. You're essential workers. That's good. That's very good. Uh, the rest of you collect unemployment, I take it. Also good. Good for you. That's awesome. Uh, do, you do you guys have any side hustles? Come on. You guys collect unemployment. You got to have a side hustle, right? Right? What are you doing if you're not in San Francisco hustling? Tell me your side hustle right now. Tell me your side. I work for the federal government. Tell me your side hustle. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. I'm a hilarious comic. Could never do that job. Here's a lesbian joke. Uh, or a history of the word lesbian. It's softer in that way. Are you familiar with the history of the word lesbian? You know where the word lesbian comes from? I need to shout it out if you know it. Lesbos, the Greek island of Lesbos, where the Greek women of the day were banished to for their sexually abhorrent behavior by Greek men and their 10-year-old boyfriends. <laughs> Relax. And they don't still send them there. They don't. There's a big protest in the 90s. Now it's a popular tourist spot. It's uh, the best addition to the LGBT community since the plus. It's a math joke. It's also a math joke. The lesbian joke was a pedophile joke. Or a pedophile, if you're Prince Andrew. <laughs> you know what sucks about that whole Epstein private jet situation? Is that I started comedy thinking that I might one day get the chance to ride on that jet. And now, all this fiasco happens and he has to downgrade to a Cessna? I don't want to fly in a Cessna. I don't want to. I don't want to effing fly in a Cessna. Those things go down. I would never. I vowed never to fly in one of those, in uh, in one of those water ski planes, or United. I've, I I actually see myself getting dragged off of a United plane, just not consciously. I because you can get way more f f and effed up f effed up on a on an airplane, especially when you bring your own boots. You know, TSA allows you five bottles in your carry-on, uh, 
and as much as you can fit in your carry-in. So what you got to do is you got to take your dead body, you got to hollow it out, you got to stuff it with all of your liquor, sew it back up, put it through the security, forge a document card that's plastic, steal one of those things. I don't know. I think we're planning a heist right now that, w that we can now never do because it's on the airwaves. Damn, that sucks. Is damn okay? <laughs> Let's see. Um, my my friend lost his job to yeah, this is sad. Not essential like you guys. Uh, a robot took his job, and then had sex with his girlfriend. Tragic. What else do you do in that situation but call the suicide hotline? Hope they're hiring. Or hope a robot doesn't pick up. That would suck. Because, like, that was the reason he lost his job. Boy, that'd how would that work? Would would you use the keypad to tell them how sad you are? And then... That, w that wouldn't work, though. Because say you were 10. Say you were, like, really bummed out. So you go to press 10. You go, 1. Boop. It thinks you're 1. It thinks you're not even that sad. Connects you to a rookie. <laughs> you're telling her... I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to do it. She's like, sir, please settle down. It's my first day here. Hold on. I'm transferring you to a supervisor. I don't know, though. I guess maybe that's how it could work. No. My friend actually worked at the suicide hotline. He did. He was, uh, he was a volunteer that. He didn't know that, though, when he, when he started there. There's a policeman. I never know if these guys are the sick motorcycle p police or just guys who weave through traffic. These guys right here. These guys, you see these guys? Because cops do have those bikes. He's a volunteer, my buddy. He's a volunteer at the Suicide Island, right? Are you picturing this? He's a volunteer. Uh, he didn't know that, though. You know, he calls me up. He's like, hey, did you know this Suicide Island gig is pro bono? I said, yeah, what do you expect? He said, commission. What, uh, Sir? Sir? Are you you're selling people their lives like you're pitching people their lives like it's on QVC, like it's a product they can't live without? He goes, yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. You mind if I you mind if I take that? I say, yeah, 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 but I want royalties now. That's yeah, cute. It's not that funny though. It's you know. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my mom is real scared of uh, the unspoken. I'm gonna say it. COVID. Woo! I did it. She's real scared. She's real scared of this stuff. She sat me and my sister down the other day. She said, before I die, I want grandchildren out of you too. I said, Mom, don't you think they'd come out a little effed up? Because it would be me and my sister banging. <laughs> and then my sister goes, yeah, Mom, but especially it's not a good time, politically speaking, to let the whole world know that me and my brother are effing. Not many people know this about me, but my parents are siblings. People ask me about this. I say I was raised by my aunt and uncle. I'm not lying. <laughs> Think about it. Mom's brother, dad's sister. I'd never lie. It's one of my genetic defects is I can't lie. <laughs> the thing about that sucks about ordering penis pills off the internet is that they advertise discreet packaging but the box they use is the same kind of box that when you bring it in the house, your girlfriend goes, hey, what's in the box? 
everyday normal cardboard box. No invisibility cloak, no nothing. You know, it's wor what's worse, right, is when you're going through your girlfriend's mail, open up her packages and shit, being a good boyfriend like you are, and it's, and it's penis pills, right? And they're not even in your size. All right, you guys are effing A, dude. <laughs> right on. I think that's it for me. Thank you. Yay, Sam, yay. And uh, it looks like Rachel left, so yeah, hey, well, it was a short one tonight, but that's all good. Kind of, like it's better if you have a bag or something. I don't know how that works with those stuff. You want to do, I mean, I mean, there's, uh, okay, you can have like five minutes. All right, okay. Are you? Whatever the people want. I mean. Uh, hey, donate uh, to Mutiny Radio uh, on Venmo. One word. If it's .fm, you report them to me. You find out where they are. You better backtrace. Why is this happening? It's only happening when I'm up here. Okay, cut to music. Thank you for coming out. Uh, there's a GoFundMe as well for the Mutiny Radio. Uh, we need help. Uh, how, uh, how would you find it? Well, you can go to the website, mutinyradio.fm. It's right there on all the banners. Uh, is this on? I should go. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be here all, all the time until your money runs out. Thank you. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19th, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old. He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go. 
to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch, and, uh, and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm just not, I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived, why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys.
Bob? You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your 